What's up, sports fans? My name is Jacob. This is Premium Sports Talk Podcast. We've got Noah, we got Adam, and we got some AB talk, some ACC, SEC tourney talk for the college ball fans out there. And we're going to talk a little bit of NFL. We're going to talk about maybe some signings that might happen, might not happen, some trades that might happen, might not happen. But uh, let's kick it off today. Antonio Brown getting traded to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Let's take it to Noah. Noah, my man, what do you think about our boy A.B. going to Oakland? Man, I love it, honestly. I know people are giving him and the Steelers crap about leaving, but I love it, man. Uh, I can't think of a better team for him to go to, honestly, playing with with Carr out there and then having you know receivers like like Jordan Nelson, and then even the tight end Jared Kugman. I think they're going to be a force to reckon with their offense, man. I, I love it. Yeah, man. I mean, here's the thing with Antonio Brown, and like everybody wants to hate on him because he's a locker room drama and blah, blah, blah. But it's like at some point you've got to look past the drama and just be like, this dude is one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And it's like for a team to pick him up, that's a big freaking deal. So, Adam – Adam, what you got about A.B.? What you think? Fellas, what's up? Let me say, okay, of course it's a great deal because look at A.B. Number one, the man's getting paid. Okay, he's getting that guaranteed mil- uh, $30 million. Let's go. So you look at that. He Now, if you combine what the Steelers were paying him and now what he's getting, he becomes the highest paid wide receiver, which is what he wanted. Let's boost that ego some, A.B. But not only that, this bad boy that personification that he put on, it goes, I mean, just bomb with the Raiders. That's what you want. You want that kind of a player when you're in Oakland. It's their final year before going out to Vegas. You got Gruden there, a.k.a. Chucky. Now you've got Derek Carr, who's just going to be throwing 70-yard bombs to Antonio Brown. And, hey, I know this is coming on later on in the show, but even maybe a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, who's going to be getting that play-action Boom, let's go to A.B., touchdown. Could they end up in the Super Bowl? We don't know. But, hey, I like it. Let's go. Now, here's my thing with with this A.B. trade is I think it's possible that both sides won. And here's my reasoning for that. So, obviously, just like you guys talked about, in Oakland, we've got Antonio Brown, which hit, you know his resume speaks for itself. But then you look at Pittsburgh. All right, this was a team that held out on Le'Veon Bell. They held out on Antonio Brown, but you got to look. James Conner produced way more than what was expected last year while Le'Veon Bell was out partying it up on his yacht or wherever he was at. And then you look at a guy in Juju Smith-Schuster who's on a rookie deal, had over 100 catches last season. Dude was a baller. And now, granted, I know a lot of his catches were probably because of A.B. being on the field and you've got to put your best corner on Antonio Brown. But, like, let's not take anything away from Juju and the fact, like, to have over 100 receptions in a season, like, that's wild. So, like, what you guys think about that? Well, let, let's think about it, man. You you ain't kidding. You, It's almost like they, they truly have that next man up mentality. Look at their wide receivers even for the past few years. You had Santonio Holmes, who was a big factor in their offense. Next man up, A.B. Now you've got Juju Smith-Schuster. They've always been able to draft well at the wide receiver. So just like what you're saying, I really don't think this is going to hurt the Steelers. They're one of those – they're a team that's been in the fold. They they kind of know 
who they want, the type of personalities, the type of players that they want. They get those guys there, and I think it's going to work out in the end for them. I really do. Yeah, man, but that's good stuff. So let's switch gears just a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of college basketball. So starting actually tomorrow out in Charlotte, we've got the ACC tournament. All right, we got game one starting at noon. Got Miami and Wake Forest. Of course, you've got your big name teams. You've got your uh, Virginia, your Florida State, your North Carolina, and your Duke. You know, your ACC powerhouses get the double bye. Uh, And of course, the championship is going to be Saturday night at 8.30. So just real quick, who do you think is going to win the ACC tournament? And who is maybe your sleeper pick that could could really mess up the bracket there in the ACC tournament? Noah, we'll start with you. I'll start off with the sleeper pick at first. The sleeper pick, I'm going to pick a Syracuse, just because of Jim Boeheim and just how great of a coach he is and the fact of the great defense that they play. Um, they, every year they, they seem to make a run in the tournament, at least making it to Sweet 16. I, I think Jim Beheim is one of the, the better coaches in college basketball today. And then my prediction to win it all, which I hate saying this because I'm a, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Tar Heel fan is, uh, is Virginia. I, I, I'm going to pick Virginia. I know they're the number one seed and, um, I just, I just think they're the number one defensive team in the nation right now. I just don't see, see them losing I really don't man they're they're clicking on all cylinders right now all right well hey not not a bad pick I mean not a bad pick is in you want to pick a sucky pick but hey you know it is what it is we, you, you do you baby so Adam what you what about the ACC tournament what what intrigues you here Hills baby y'all know Hills are gonna win it no let's let me get serious here for my sleeper pick because this this team they've had they've been up and down in the ACC this year. They've won games that everybody's like, "Are you serious?" And they've lost games. It's kind of like, "Well, you really should have won." And my sleeper pick is Louisville, a team that literally everybody thought that they would be down at the very bottom. They're they got they're the seventh seed in the ACC tournament. I they beat Carolina. You know they they played Virginia and uh, they played Duke close as well. So I really think that. These team that uh, Louisville could come up and be that sleeper pick to you know knock off one of those teams. I really do. I think that could happen. And as far as winning it, um, I would have to say if you're going with your gut, Virginia wouldn't be a bad pick just because they are the number two ranked team right now in the nation. But you know they're they're choky. They have that choky streak. I think Carolina is firing on all cylinders. Yes, I'm a Carolina fan, but hear me out. We are the number one rebounding team. Teams that rebound often win games because you know why? We get those second chance points. Right. So I firmly believe with us playing, firing on all cylinders, being the, uh, once again for the third year in a row, the lead, uh, leading in uh, rebounds, I, I really think Carolina could pull us out and be the ACC champs. Yeah. And, and here's my thing I agree with you. You know, I'm screaming heel, yeah, all the way uh, with, with my boys from Chapel Hill. Uh, if I had to pick a sleeper pick, I, I really don't know if you could call it a sleeper pick since they are technically the five seed in the tournament. But Virginia Tech, at times, they've looked really, really good. And if you look at their path to the championship, it's about as easy as it gets. I mean, they have a bye in the first round. Then they're going to play either Miami or Wake Forest. Uh, then the winner of that game plays Florida State. The winner of that game more than likely is going to play Virginia. You know, so if, if you want to talk about a path to like the ACC championship, 
Virginia Tech has about as easy of a path as you can have. So I, I would go with Virginia Tech as my sleeper. But once again, I'm going to go with the baby blue from Chapel Hill. Now let's kind of let's move down uh, down south or rather a little bit more to the west over in Nashville. The SEC uh, tournament is going to be happening over there. Um, and, of course, as, as we see, uh, unfortunately, my, my hometown dogs did not do so hot this year, which put them at the 13 seed playing the first round. So really exciting game there against Missouri. Uh, but, of course, our top four seeds are uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, and LSU. But uh, everyone loves to put asterisks on things nowadays. And since LSU cheats and basically pays all their players like they're the LeBron James of college, I don't really know that you can actually say that they're a one seed, even though they're probably going to spank this tournament. So, Adam, with the SEC, how about it? What do you think? SEC, honestly, man, I, I think Tennessee wins it all. Mm. I really do. I love Rick Barnes, the head coach, you know, former head coach of Texas. I think he's done a great job, honestly, totally flipping that program around. And I, I think when it comes to Saturday – uh, after the game starts, the championship game's at 1 p.m. I think when it's all said and done at around 3.30, I think Tennessee's holding up that SEC sign, and they're going to be the champions. Wow. Wow. Bold. Bold with the with the convict orange up there. Uh, Noah, what you – Hey, it's hard. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like it – and that's the thing is, especially at the beginning of the season, Tennessee looked absolutely unstoppable. I mean, like, it, it, they look like a team that literally could not be beat – and then they just had a few miscues along the way, and it seems like you know. Then all of a sudden they dropped to twenty-seven and four, which by no means is a bad record. But you right. know, for a team like Tennessee, you you've got to you've got to win more than twenty-seven games, which sounds absolutely absurd. But that's the way it is. So Noah, how about the SEC tournament? What you got over here? I think Kentucky's going to win it all. The reason I think that is that they've won sixteen of their last eighteen games. One of those losses coming to Tennessee. And they got absolutely demolished by Tennessee, but they absolutely demolished Tennessee and Kentucky, too. So, I think Kentucky ends up playing Tennessee in the championship game, and I think Kentucky will beat them in a neutral site. And another reason I think that they'll win as well is just the experience that John Calipari has as a head coach. They've won the SEC uh, championship four years in a row now, and I just I just don't see Tennessee as good as they've been this year beating them. I just don't see it happening. Right. Now, I know if I had to pick, you know, and of course I kind of, you know, I busted their balls at the beginning, but like LSU, they're just such a complete team. And I guess that's what happens, you know, when you go about and pay your players. And of course now apparently we get the FBI involved in NCAA matters because the NCAA is all about money, but that's a different talk for a different day. Um, I just, I don't know that anybody can hang with those boys when they're firing on all cylinders. Now, if I had to pick a team, that could legitimately, you know, cause a ruckus there in the in the bracket. I would not overlook that Alabama team. Uh, there are times where Alabama has come pretty close to upsetting some pretty big teams, uh, and you know, and they've got they've got a bye in the first round. Uh, they've got Ole Miss in the second round, which Ole Miss is seated higher, but you know, it's still a game that Alabama could win, and then they go to Kentucky. And we all know that if, if Calipari's boys don't show up to play, that they can get beat, and not just beat, but stomped by almost anybody. Um, so Yeah, like – Go ahead. You're looking, Jacob, like uh, what you were just saying about LSU, the only thing I have with them is Will Wade, their head coach, is – he? you know, he is suspended right now. So I don't, that may come into play, but th- this is what boggles my mind. 
So number one seed LSU, sixteen and two in the SEC, got a twenty six and five record. Number two Kentucky, twenty six and five record, fifteen and three in SEC play. Tennessee, number three, twenty seven and four overall, fifteen and three SEC record. Listen to this fourth seed, sixteen and fifteen overall record, eleven and seven in the SEC. It, it's so lopsided. Wow, it is so lopsided. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I I really don't know like how it gets that lopsided, but it, I mean it does, and and I guess that just shows the dominance of a team. But like you said, man, it it could go anywhere. Like, you know, it, it, is the coach going to be there? or Is he not going to be there? And we all know that having your head coach there makes a world of a difference. You know, sometimes it inspires the players to play harder. For example. You know, it didn't really matter that much, but you saw Roy Williams go down with a vertigo spell, I believe, in that Louisville game. And those boys play their hearts out, you know, for for Coach Williams. Is it going to be the same thing with LSU? Are they going to play hard for their coach? Even though it's not necessarily going down with vertigo, it's like, oh, you got suspended because you're the Tom Brady of college basketball and you cheated everything. Yeah, they probably won't play as hard because I'm sure he's taking a cut of their money while he's suspended. So, <laughs> uh, no doubt there. So, here, moving back into the NFL. All right, you know, we spent some time on college basketball, but we got to get back in what's important, and that is the National Football League. So, we've got some big free agents that are still out there. Uh, had a couple signings today, uh, most notably this morning, Danny Amendola. Uh, signed with the Detroit Lions, which I personally think is a great fit for him. I think it's a place where he can kind of revive his career. Um, you know, but you've still got guys out there who maybe even got franchise tagged, but they're looking for an extension. Guys like Grady Jarrett in Atlanta, who he's already said he doesn't want to play on a franchise tag again. So just kind of leaving this wide open. Uh, and, and we'll start with Noah. Who do you see maybe still waiting to be traded, still waiting to be signed, maybe some things that haven't quite happened yet in the NFL that you could see happening? What I could see happening is I believe Deshaun Jackson, who's you know, who's playing for the the Buccaneers, he wants to get traded to the Eagles. I could see that happening. And also I this is kind of a far stretch is Odell to the 49ers. Um I know Odell right now isn't happy in New York. Um, it it could happen. That's just a, a far out, you know, throw out there. Just just one of those things that was way out there. But I I could see Odell to Forty ers or even the Jets. All right, Adam, who who do you have out there? Who maybe just kind of your your big one out there? Who's like, man, this guy's gonna sign. I I'll tell you, it was one, but it actually happened uh, just a few hours ago. It was uh, Landon Collins. Yep, signing with the Redskins. Yep. And it comes that six-year deal worth $84 million with $45 million guaranteed. I mean, dude got paid, and he's paid out over the first three years is from what sources are saying. I mean, heck, he goes from the Giants to the Redskins. Uh, you know, that's a rival right there. So that ought to make up for some fun matchups throughout the season. And I would say, uh, going kind of with what Noah was saying uh, with Deshaun Jackson, he was actually released uh, early this afternoon from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's kind of now free to sign wherever. Right. I know they're saying he, uh, Eagles, the Eagles and uh, himself, they did have some mutual interest. So I think it'd be cool if he kind of reunites and goes there. Uh, it'd be a good deal for them. But those are kind of the two that I've been, I've been looking at and we'll see where it goes. 
Now, going back to the Lions, I'm telling the Lions have been under the radar making some moves. So, for example, we mentioned Danny Amendola, um, who he's on a one-year deal, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, they signed Justin Coleman, or at least they're expected to sign him, to a four-year contract. And then it was just reported uh, from Adam Schefter uh, about an hour ago that Trey Flowers, defensive end who played for the Patriots last year, that he also signed with the Lions. And so the, this is a team in Detroit that they are they are very under the radar, just just getting a lot better and addressing a lot of their needs for, you know, in reality, not a lot of money. Like Trey Flowers right now, it says that his deal is a five-year deal and he's getting $16 million per season. So like, but he's a, he's a big-time defensive end. That's a Super Bowl uh, champion right there. Justin Coleman, he's got a four-year contract worth about $9 million every year, so that's not terrible. Amendola is getting like four and a half guaranteed and with his incentives can bring it up to like five and a half, something like that. So right now, if you guys had to say this team is a winner and this team is a loser in the offseason, who would you say those teams are now? Adam, we'll start with you. I would say right now, because that's what I was about to bring up with the Lions, you look at somebody like Amendola and Trey Flowers, both are reuniting with Matt Patricia, who all come from, you know, Amendola is coming from Miami, but he played with the Patriots. So that relationship's already there. They kind of know probably what their expectations are going to be. So I would say right now, um, you know, Detroit definitely would be a winner. But, I mean, you got to go with, uh, I'd say, the Raiders right now. You're signing A.B. You just signed your uh, left tackle. They they uh, trade their left tackle, sign the big free agent left tackle now. Yep, Trent Brown. Give him Trent Brown, yes. So they got two Brown, double Brown coming in. What can Brown do for you? Well, we're about to find out. Cause you got, already know. They've got the wide receiver. Exactly. So I think that's <laughs> the winner right now. And honestly, loser-wise, I'd hate to say it, but, I mean, you look at a team who hasn't really been making that many moves as somebody – like uh, like the Patriots, they've lost some guys, you know. Right. And we're you're losing somebody like uh, Brown on the offensive line, and then now on the defensive line, you know, it's kind of like how which it is the Patriots. They always draft well, but losing two guys like Brown and Flowers, that's that's tough. Right. All right, Noah. Who's your winner? Who's your loser? My winner, like Adam says, the Raiders, but also I'm I'm saying the Rams, man. Them picking up uh, safety Eric Weddle, I oh, think yeah. that was a big signing by them with a you know already a, a stout defense that they have, and then them also keeping Dante Fowler. Right. Um. He he didn't have a great season last year, but he started producing for them towards the end of the year. So I feel like that was a a good uh, keep for them as well. And then I know y'all said the Steelers losing Antonio Brown was a big. But I think I think the Steelers. With them losing Levy on Bell and Antonio Brown, I just I think that's going to be hard to recover losing two impact players like that. Right now, I'll tell you, it it's kind of weird for me, you know, because Buffalo they seem like that they've been right on the cusp of making these big moves, you know, like it was reported that AB was going to Buffalo, you know, and I think we even broke the news saying like, hey, we were, you know, that it was reported that AB was going to Buffalo, and then come to find out. You know, he's wearing the black and gray out in Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas, soon to be, you know, wherever they move after that, after two or three years of a Las Vegas fail. But, like, 
you know, Buffalo, they've been so close, but they just haven't really done anything. I mean, like they got Kevin Johnson at corner. They re-signed Jordan Phillips. But, I mean, like these aren't big moves. So I think Buffalo could be a big winner. Now, and I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to piss off like half of America when I say this, but I don't know what the Dallas Cowboys have been doing in their offseason. Um, you know, of course, they put the franchise tag on Demarcus Lawrence because if you don't do that, literally the entire city of Dallas is going to come for your head. But then not only do you take a washed-up tight end, but probably the worst analyst I've ever heard in my entire life in Jason Witten, you bring him out out of retirement. He's not played football in over a year, and he's got a $3.5 million up to $5 million with incentive contract for one year. I just do not understand it. I mean, maybe you guys can help me make sense of it, but what in the world with Jason Witten back to Dallas? I don't know, because he's slower than my grandmother, and she has back issues. (laughs) 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 He's slow. And they give him maybe, all you got to say is maybe leadership. That's like, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, yeah, we know the guy can catch. But what, okay, are you just going to have him run a three yard out now? Because, I mean, Lord knows he can't. There, and there are, because he's there are rumors. There are rumors saying that the like, Dallas Cowboys have looked at him being a head coach one day for them. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe him, maybe him trying to play up. and work his way into it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I just... look at it, though. They've got Kellen Moore running the offense. I mean, the dude couldn't even strap up both straps on his helmet when he played in college. <laughs> Let alone now we call him the offensive coordinator. And then, the only thing you can think of defensive-wise, maybe they're trying to get money for uh, Earl Thomas to come in. That's what they've said, but he's not going to take a hometown discount, but I think that's what the Cowboys are banking on. But come on, Daddy Jerry Jones, you better make some moves, man, because if not, it, it's going to be some tough sledding here. Man, I, I I couldn't agree more. So, guys, we are we are coming up on the end of our time here. But uh, just just kind of one quick, and I mean like thirty second point here. Um, just a quick question for you: If I were to spend my night in the studio drinking, shooting a video with two chains, and then I show up to my job the next day and say, "Hey, you know what?" I can't do my job because you've been working me too hard recently. What would you guys say if you're my boss? <laughs> you've been chilling with two chains, drinking. But then I come to you probably... and I say, oh, you guys have been working me too hard. I need some time off. I'd probably say first, where was my invite? I, I would probably laugh at him. <laughs> Right. Because here's my thing. The and, and I'm sure that we'll get into this later this week, but the LeBron saga continues and that it comes out that he's you know, his his minutes have been restricted because of load management, but the dude wants to go out and sip wine and shoot videos with two chains. And it's like, I really don't know what's worse. Like at this point, I don't know if asking Jason Witten to play professional football is worse, or if having LeBron James on your team is a bigger cancer than having Antonio Brown. Like, at this point, I really just don't know what to think about anything, but I'm sure that we'll have plenty of LeBron talk later this week. Um, So, boys, 
appreciate you hopping on. Of course, it's always a good time when we get to go on, you know, hop on here and shoot the shaz a little bit, talk about sports. I uh, hope you guys enjoy listening to us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Premium Sports Talk. We're out there. Uh, feel free to give us a follow, share, retweet, like, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we've, we've got some cool things coming your way. So just stay tuned. Again, thanks for joining in. My name is Jacob. This is Adam. This is Noah. And we thank you for tuning in to Premium Sports Talk.